0: Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where San Francisco. are we? <laughs> you are killing me right now. I only, I, I have a script on my mind. You are throwing me off. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm All going right, go to ahead. just You're drop lying. It. You're lying. Okay, 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 okay. No, now it doesn't work. Now it doesn't <laughs> work. Is that you broke the magic of the moment.
1: It's fine. Now they know I'm in San Francisco and <laughs> we don't have to bother where you are.
0: Spoiler alert. Um, wow wow <laughs> so many years of friendship and then just being treated like this is
1: it still snowing no not right now not right
0: now so but i think that it's going to be like a snowing pretty bad tomorrow so let's see if we can actually leave on our trip
1: oh that's right i keep forgetting it's direct to san diego tomorrow
0: no 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 we are uh i'm not going to be like giving too much details but no it's, it's to mexico
1: just give you your flight number
0: okay. Yeah, my seat. My social security number, too. Why not? This <laughs> actually, you know, like make it interesting to the two people that they are listening to us.
1: I mean, technically, the episode will come out long after your travel is done, so it's not like they can go back in time and find you in um, Puerto Vallarta.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Puerto <laughs> uh, But no. Uh, tomorrow I'm flying out to better weathers, the destination better weather is, I think that is like 90 degrees there, so it's going to be an interesting change from the 30 that we have right now.
1: I mean that's not too cold, but it's still pretty cold, I would be shivering for sure.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So tomorrow I'm just wondering about, like, I guess that we're going to go with a Uber to the airport, but I'm going to be, like, just wearing, like, many, many, many layers of clothes when I'm not going to be, like, wearing them later
1: or not. Yeah, don't take a coat. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, talking about uh, snowy weather and, uh, I don't know what, to, what else to say, but just let's just say snowy weather. Uh, what have we was this time?
1: This was your pick, and you picked the 1996 classic, as you called it, film by the Coen Brothers, Um, Fargo. Would you say that is? McDormand and William H Macy and Stephen Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. Buscemi. Peter Stormare.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would you say that this is the most iconic of his movies, or The Big Lebowski?
1: I. It's actually between those two and the Brothers movie that I didn't see with George Clooney. Oh, your brother,
0: your brother, yeah.
1: I think Oh, Brother, where Art though got way more awards attention and it was PG-13 so it brought in an entire, you know, age group that hadn't been allowed to watch Fargo, you know what I mean?
0: Mm, But it was a musical, no?
1: I don't know, I've never seen it because I hated every piece of music I heard from it. I wanted to murder that movie.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, this was my pick. The reason, let me just think, I mean, the reason why I watch it, um, it's a movie that I really like and I've been like just threatening my uh, boyfriend with "Hey, we need to watch this eventually because you have never watched it and it's, like, it's one of my, before watching like a lot of movies, it was like one movie that I felt like, oh wow, this is a really good like creative style that they have. And they also have like a, I feel like the Coen Brothers were like pretty good at that point of finding extraordinary stories in ordinary American settings.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: I mean, that is a, like, hey, this is a, no, I mean, this is the magic of Fargo even like the TV show. That is a, is a place where nothing is supposed to happen. And there is like this escalated how do you say, like, this escalation of events of just, like, very absurd and very, like, hey, you know, this is a slice of life mixed up with a police thriller how in the quickly, middle of the world. How
1: quickly, like, the average American rural well, it's not rural, it's Minneapolis, but <laughs> in a flyover city, how quickly things yeah. can go badly.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's the reason why I pick it up. So uh, as this was my pick, I guess that you have to give some
1: kind of summary Okay, so I actually asked you for help because it's been a couple weeks since I've seen this and it's complex. Um, But quick question, just a little piece of trivia. Can you name the, who is listed as director on this film?
0: Oh, it's, uh... I mean, I have it in front of me, but- So you know? It's Joel, no?
1: I thought it would, I thought both of them directed it i literally just learned this like five seconds ago
0: i think, well no i mean both of them are listed in imdb but i think that joel was like the first name
1: oh and they can only put one on wikipedia because it says that it was directed by joel Cohn, written by joel and ethan and produced by ethan
0: in imdb both names comes up but when i check about like who was like the uh, like the awards that they have is they like, joel cohen was nominated as Best Director, but Ethan Coen was nominated for Best Picture as he was the producer.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. So, as we said, the film takes place in Minneapolis, Minnesota, yes. Um, and our protagonist, or our anti-hero, is named Jerry, played by... Uh, I mean, it's William H. Yes, William H. Macy? William um, H. Macy. And he needs a lot of cash and he needs it quickly. Do they ever explain why? No. Oh, because he wants it for the, the deal.
0: Yeah, but it's like a part of me just thinks that, is that there is something else in there. That he may be owing owning like some money or something. Because otherwise, it's like if he misses this, it's not in the, the world. I think that he may actually be afraid of, i I'm going to get fired from my company because he did like some shady shit.
1: Yeah, he was doing something with the car insurance and like faking, he, he's in trouble. We do, we don't know why, but he needs a lot of money fast. His dad is quite the, I don't know exactly what he does, but businessman in Minneapolis, lots of money to invest. No, no, um, no, it's his
0: father-in-law.
1: Father-in-law, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So he's married to the daughter of this powerful businessman who doesn't seem to like uh, Jerry at all. So Jerry plans to have his wife kidnapped by two batshit insane criminals played by Steve Buscemi and um, Peter Peter Stormar. I always forget his name. Um, And then he's going to have them hold her for ransom so he can get the money from his father-in-law. But then he makes a pitch about a business deal that will make William H. Macy a lot of money to the father-in-law. And the father-in-law is like, wow, this is a great deal. Let's do it. And so he tries to cancel the kidnapping, (laughs) but it's too late. (laughs) Yep. You don't
0: cancel those things. Yep. (laughs)
1: Um, And so the kidnappers end up, like, killing some people on their, like, somebody sees that they've kidnapped someone, so they have to kill the passersby. Like, they're dead people. And this is where Frances McDormand enters, where she is a rural, small-town sheriff, I believe. Yep.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: So she's sheriff, police chief marge gunderson who's seven months pregnant and uh she's remarkably deductive like her reasoning i was like wow you're a you're a pretty good cop um so she goes around trying to to solve it um william h jerry yeah
0: i had the feeling that is that like she's like very wholehearted like very deep america nice person but also at the same time a bit ruthless love
1: i love there's a part where she has a stupid police officer who comes to some conclusion that's ridiculous and she's like oh i'd have to disagree with your police work there jerry <laughs> <laughs>
0: so nice you know <laughs>
1: Um, but because the, the kidnapping is, is happening, Jerry has to go through and try and tell his father-in-law, Oh, the kidnappers are only talking to me. We have to get the money. He finds out that the deal, it's not that he's going, the father-in-law is going to lend Jerry the money for the deal. The father-in-law just wants to invest his own money and pay a small finder's fee. So the money's falling through and the insurance people are coming and, um, I don't know how much more detailed we want to get. No, we see eventually the kidnappers and what you know what they were doing with with Jerry's wife, which she's alive for a while.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> say that things get completely out of hand. It's like yeah, basically... it's
1: that's insane. And then um, somebody ends up in a wood chipper. <laughs>
0: the that's, right. Uh, that's right. That's um, yeah, right. And it's and all based
1: people... on a true story, right, Jose?
0: Uh, I think that is like very, very <laughs> distantly inspired by something that maybe has happened.
1: Oh, I, I thought it was to... just a, a complete lie because the film starts out saying this is based on a true story, and I think the Coen Brothers were just like, I don't know, I think we can just say that.
0: <laughs> I think that is not. I think that is not <laughs> that maybe they heard like something once and they said like, hey, you know what would be funny? Like making this even more absurd, like taking it to the extreme, and they just building a movie around it. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, ultimately, the the number of the, the main cast dies, and um, but Marge ends up solving her case, and she goes home to her husband, who we find out just had a painting of his chosen for a three-cent stamp. And it ends. Yeah, and
0: I like the relationship of uh, Francis McDormand and the, uh, and the husband.
1: It's very sweet. It's yeah. very sweet. But it, I
0: find it hilarious how how she actually King about, like, how are you doing, how is everything going? And he has the most uninteresting stuff ever about, like, oh, I'm going to go fishing. And, you know, it's like, oh, gee, I hope that you get, like, a really big fish. She shows, like, an interest about, like, what he's doing. But he never asked a single time about, like, oh, I hear about you on TV. Why don't you tell me more about, like, that super exciting case?
1: That's interesting. You now that you pointed out, yeah, he doesn't show much interest in what she's doing day to day. But I was very touched, like overly touched by this scene when she gets called about these discovered murders towards the beginning of the film. But it's like four a.m. or something, and
0: oh, he's like, yeah.
1: "Oh, I'll, I'll get there." And he's like, "I'll get up. I'll make you some breakfast." And she's like, "No, no, come back to bed. Nope, nope. You have to have breakfast. <laughs> these two <laughs> love each other. Yeah, super yeah, yeah." Sweet.
0: But I, I, I think that is a, the biggest strength of this movie is the script. The script is, is incredible, of this movie.
1: And Frances McDormand. Yeah. I'm sorry, that performance is incredible.
0: Well, I mean, she won an Oscar. I think that that's her first Oscar before
1: oh, Nomadland.
0: Geez. Oh, dear.
1: Oh, let's not talk about that.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, what I was going to say. This is a movie that I still like, like, the first time that I watched it. Is that it still has like some kind of charm of as I was saying, like a slice of like mixed up with an absurd black comedy thriller thing. That the characters are like so well fleshed out, the script is like so well written that you can watch it as many times as you want. And I think that it's like equally enjoyable
1: it's interesting because i think i think this is the third time only that i've watched it and the first time i watched it i was like 21 ish and i was like wow this is amazing then i think i watched it like 28 or so and i was like oh i didn't i don't know why this was such a big deal to me i was like it's fine but then this time i was like this is a fucking good movie yep really 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 good and if you think about it it's almost 30 years old that's pretty crazy
0: It's insane that this was released when I was pretty young, you know? Uh, But what I was going to say, it it, hits like pretty well and it justifies a bit like why people were looking up to a what are the Coen brothers going to be doing next?
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think the Coen brothers were Sundance people.
0: Probably. You mean like they were discovered there?
1: I think so. I could be wrong. Yeah, in 1985, they pre- premiered their first film.
0: 1985, Blood
1: Simple? Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a big... Yeah, Sundance is very <laughs> proud of discovering that film. They don't <laughs> talk, stop talking
0: about it. <laughs> uh, Racing Arizona with uh, Nicolas Cage, no? Yeah. We should watch that. I do I watched it a couple of times when I was leader and I was like... Shh.
1: It doesn't day.
0: it doesn't have like the level of I don't know grounded in reality. I think that is like it's way too absurd for me. I just
1: see it as like if everything is yin and yang, right, then like Racing Arizona is the yin to um the David Lynch film. Uh with with no. also Yes, yeah, with <laughs> come Nicolas
0: on. Case now, dude, like, no.
1: This, wild at Heart Yes, Wild at Heart. No. It's like the good and evil side of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, and both of them, both of the sides with Nicolas Cage. That part, I bought it. I buy it. Um, yeah, but then they go to... I mean, No Country for All Men is good. Born After Reading, I still like it. Did you watch Inside Louis Davies?
1: Nope, that was the... A film of theirs that I never watched anything by them again, unless a perfect man or a sim. No, a perfect single man, man. man. A single. A no, no, no.
0: A, sing- a single man. A serious, a serious man. Yeah. A serious man. Wasted. Yeah. I Dream did was a serious
1: man, and I was blown away by that film. I never
0: watched it. It's like one of those that I maybe have watched like five minutes, and I was like, oh, I just watched it this week.
1: Yeah, it was. I remember that being really good.
0: Uh, but I had a feeling that since, I mean, I'm checking and since 2018, they haven't done anything together. Is that they actually have...
1: They've been directing projects apart? Yes.
0: Huh? Then I'm surprised if something happened or whatever. But uh, Joel Cohen, he actually did this Macbeth movie last year for a like 24 or two years ago.
1: With uh, Denzel?
0: Denzel Washington, you said? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Francis McDormand. Joel is the one that is married to Francis McDormand.
1: Nepo, Nepo woman. <laughs> but at least she's good. She's very good. Um That was not A24, was it? That was Apple TV. With A24. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's a match made in hell. Fuck you, Apple A24. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, I remember the trailer when it was like coming out. I, th- I think that, that year I went like several times to the cinema, and they were like putting it like so many times that I was saying it's like, well, it's a coin. I guess that I should watch. it. And then it was like I don't want to watch a Macbeth adaptation to see it.
1: I went with my mom to watch it. And an hour into it, I Googled how much longer there was, and there was an I, I don't remember how long we were, but there was an hour and a half left. And I leaned over and I said, I would like to leave. There's 90 more minutes of this. And she's like, No, no, we can she thought I wanted to leave for her. And I was like, No, I want to leave. You <laughs> so can I stay? With our sound. <laughs> It's not that it was uh, bad. I just I wasn't ready for like pure Shakespeare English in black and white. For yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh,
0: but they're uh, going back to a uh, to a. Fargo.
1: No, I was also going to take us back to Fargo. I I don't know what it's weird. There's like nothing to say about this film because it's just like a solid classic. Yep, it's great it's fun to watch it's good filmmaking everything about it is good and i like it
0: yep yep and it has like you can rewatch it like many times I've, actually when i was watching it i was thinking a lot about the big lebowski there is a movie that my friends back in college they used to watch all the time
1: i used to oh. love that movie yeah uh, i will say that like I love that this, even though this is a black comedy and it's pretty black in some spots, um, it's laugh out loud funny. Like every time I watch it, I laugh out loud, which is pretty uncommon for any film for me, and I like that. Alright, oh, oh, sure. Uh, should we go back to the questions? Yes. Uh, would you watch it again? Yes. What? Well. Honestly, like my husband didn't want to watch it with me. If he was like, "Hey, so you're watching that? Do you want to watch it?" I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs>
0: Yeah, for me, it's like if I go, you know, somewhere and they're like watching it, I'll be like, damn, yeah, I want to watch it again in two weeks.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: Um, Would you recommend it?
1: Yes, and probably to anyone, even though there is a wood chipper, it's not, there's nothing too graphic about anything in this film.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are like Mm -hmm. some shootings, there are like some... There, but there was never like too much blood or graphic. I think mean, we see like someone like running away at how they shoot him, you know. But beyond that, it's more about like for just giving you. This is not like a what's it called? No country for All men. I think that no country for All men is like way more
1: graphic. Yeah, they wanted to shock you, and yeah. this doesn't shock you with their visual violence or graphicness.
0: Yeah, I think that is more the shock from a uh, they're in the middle of nowhere in a place that. You wouldn't expect this happening, like this burst of violence. And it's like it's so absurd, as you were saying, like the cheaper part is that that you're horrified, but also at the same time like, it's giggly, you know,
1: like. <laughs> the seven-month pregnant Francis McDormand. It's like hey <laughs>
0: I love, I love when <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's police, it's like he's not around the neighbor, you know, complaining about the noise, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> tough. uh, would you remember
1: it? Uh, yeah, I think so, not, not like 100%, but the major plot points, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, there were like some stuff that I have forgotten. Is like when it happened like in front of me, it was like, oh, that's right, that's what it was going to be like happening here. Um, but overall, it it's like a pretty memorable like the general story about like hey, this a kidnapping that it goes terribly wrong, <laughs> terrible on every single level. Uh, is there anything artistic about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. There's a lot. I think the direction is very solid. Um, yeah. The writing's excellent, the performances, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. for me, the script is is sublime in its simplicity and complexity at the same time, you know? Uh, it does, it tries to be entertaining and it succeeds on that. And as you said, it's like the acting like sell it properly from everyone, even like the hookers. <laughs> When you're being interviewed. Everyone that is on the movie is that it does an incredible job. Like everyone is like really, really inspired. Um, is it a
1: timeless piece? Now yes. that it's 30 she's almost 30
0: years old.
1: Yeah, completely. I yes.
0: Yeah, I would say that if they had technology, maybe some stuff would have changed, like, hey, they have phone, they can call them, but eh, probably you can just like work around that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not a problem, I think. Yeah. From, the, from the question about whether it's times.
0: Uh The next question is a good one. Would you turn this into a TV show, and would you watch it this time, like after insisting <laughs> you for years?
1: Honestly, if I just looked, well, they did not turn this into a TV show. The, well, they turned the there TV is shows a, in this universe.
0: Sure, there is a show called Fargo that it takes other stories that they follow the same principle of things that you don't expect to happen in the middle of America. And there is a village called Fargo, or which one of them, where the action doesn't happen.
1: Okay, but if they turned The Favourite into a TV show and just made it about other English monarchs, would you feel like it's about The Favourite that they adapted into a TV show? No, it's it's just adjacent not. not.
0: I, I don't fully agree. It just was the show, honestly. Because it's like, hey, there is a really big effort into it. This is not the story that you see on the movie. They have a couple of references about like, oh, gee, I, this reminds me of that case that happened in blah, blah, blah. But uh, they do it in a very respectful way. They understand, like, what is the core of this? If they do, like, another monarch you know in the British story and they put like the same kind of elements to it it doesn't have to be like two lesbian lovers or three lesbian you know like a love triangle but as long as it actually have a bit more of like the spirit behind I'm absolutely down I wish that there were more like inspired by instead of the same
1: story I don't disagree with anything you just said, but my answer is, is still, if we did not know about the TV show, and I just watched Fargo, I I would say I I wouldn't want to turn this into a TV show.
0: So, wait a second. Just think about Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is another show that is like, a hey, it's an ordinary place, the Pacific Northwest, a small village where nothing supposedly happens, and then you start like pulling from the thread and you unravel a like, lot of weird stuff in there. Is it don't you think that that format works pretty well
1: i mean yeah but i I like i like the scope of what we saw i like the scope of what we saw specifically into um marge gunderson's life we didn't see any more or less than like two or three days and you're right we never saw hit the husband show interest but it ended so sweetly and perfectly in that conversation in bed like I, i just feel like it would ruin something that i feel is now I'm not going to give this a 10, but this is such a perfect experience for me. I don't know that I would risk expanding that out. No, and no. Lynch has a lot of ideas for all of his characters that he has to edit out. I don't know that the, that the the Coen the brothers were like thinking everything they're doing is in the same universe.
0: Uh, that's that's fair. I would still go with yes. You know, not only because of that TV show, but more because of Twin Peaks. That is like a part of me. Wish that I could have spent more time with some of these characters. Imagine, like, true. yeah, imagine, like, those TV shows that they have, like, a breather episode that is like the story doesn't progress that much. And that story is like one day with Francis McDormand has <laughs> my. It just follows his story and nothing I,
1: It could be done. I'm, I'm not going to say it can't be done. That's, that's fair.
0: Right. Uh, but you go with no, I go with just. Yes. Could this have have a sort.
1: No, no. I think we needed almost everything. There is, there's nothing that's boring. Nothing that I felt was like, why, why are we spending time on this? No. Yeah,
0: no. uh, I agree. I had a feeling that it's a very lean script and runtime. It's a, it's perfect runtime for me. There is no filler. It's all about like just progressing the story and just increasing the absurdism about like what is happening. Um, do you think that this movie could have been better?
1: I'm gonna go with no because nothing jumps out at me about obvious flaws. I, I wouldn't wanna mess with this. Yeah,
0: yeah, the same for me. It's like, for me, it's a movie that there is no glaring problems. I wish that I could spend more time on that universe, I guess. And the TV show came to the rescue, even with Carrie Cool and Kirsten Dunst. And that <laughs> day, so,
1: but... <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. I really like
0: uh, it. Right. So, should we score these? This was
1: my pick, so you have to score first. I do have to score first, and now I'm torn because I want to give it an eight point five, but I feel like it's a little better, or not quite as good as Anatomy of a Fall. I think oh, you I... think?
0: You think that this is worse than Anatomy of a Fall?
1: I, it's not worse. Worse is not an adjective that I would use. I do think anatomy is not as good. Is a, a little more elevated. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm going to give it an
0: 8.25. Okay. Uh, for me, this is an eye. Oh, ah, wow.
1: Well.
0: Yeah. For me, this is, as we were discussing about anatomy of a fall, I was saying that it's a, they are like a small things that I good things. On this one, is like so enjoyable. I watched this movie so many times, and I still have like the same enjoyment. Like watching it, it doesn't feel work. Is that like it tries to just make me laugh, succeeds every single time.
1: That's the bar of a nine. It makes me laugh Making me laugh
0: every single time. No, <laughs> no, so, so you happy ending. <laughs> Depending on the episode, but. <laughs> I watched this movie, like, probably 25 years ago, or 28, or whatever, like after it was released, and I loved it. And it's like, nowadays, I still feel like this is completely timeless, it's like how it was done, how the script works, is that like I wouldn't change anything. For me, this is like a reference movie, that is, like if I were to do like a list of top 100, I would never forget
1: about Fargo. I would forget about anatomy anime of fall. I'm setting the Google reminder one year from now. <laughs>
0: That's absolutely fair, but I'm not saying about like doing it a year. For now, it's like if someone just puts me like the work of 200 100 movies, probably I could go oh, to nice. this list. You know, yeah. Now, now we have like some reference, but if I didn't have it, it's like Fargo definitely would be there, because for me it's like a how do you say like a round movie, like period. Well round, round
1: movie. movie. Yeah, but but I mean, I feel like you're saying on your list of most enjoyable movies which is not the same as the list of the best movies because there are bad movies that are very enjoyable that I watch all the time. So I just want to be very no, no, clear. No, 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 no. i say, say best films anyone has ever made, Fargo's going to be on there.
0: In my top 100, yes, it would be. Okay, all
1: right. I just wanted to be sure we were, had the same definition.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also enjoyable if I have a list of top 100 enjoyable movies, probably would be there. The problem is like at that point, I would go to the bottom of the barrel. There would be like one. 90 showgirls level kind of movies before I get to something like Fargo.
1: Okay.
0: You know, because I I love, like, very terrible movies. But this, I think, that is a cute, enjoyable movie.
1: I agree. This is as entertaining as showgirls, but better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: so, as we have a bit of a mix up between the movies. No. I'm going to be like picking up, I don't know. It, it already a thing that is like your it dog already really knows stop. what is coming. He's <laughs> not <laughs> what is coming. Um, but yes, we actually watched a couple of uh, thrillers. I suggested to actually continue on the thriller story and Mary is like discovering all of their dirty secrets. And we're going to be watching Gone Girl. By
1: David Fincher. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> it's I met. As I told you, when we were recording, I'm looking forward to watching Gone Girl again. I love David Fincher. I just feel like this is the weirdest pick you've ever done, and I love it. I think it's great. I I'm surprised that you say that, dude. It's like I, think I don't that know I why. Always... I can't explain it, but.
0: I think that I only score a movie a thing, or two movies a thing, one more thing he watched by David Fincher. You know that I love David yeah, Fincher. Yeah, I know, but
1: I'm sorry if somebody told me, hey, today, Jose is going to pick a movie starring <laughs> Alec, uh, ben, Affleck, and ben Affleck Okay, Patrick Edwards, Um and you're going to be excited. <laughs> I'd be like, what? What is happening?
0: I, to be completely fair, I have forgotten that Neil Patrick Harris was on it until you brought it up.
1: Well, you'll be reminded when you watch the film. <laughs> He plays a very straight man
0: <laughs> and he fails a bit <laughs> just like on how i met your mother <laughs> he looks more straight on how i met your mother downstairs. yeah but i've
1: never believed a man loves boobs less than someone who talks about boobs like barney stinson <laughs> it's like there's no real longing for boobs there <laughs> uh,
0: that's scenarios uh let's let's just say like the rest of the comments you know, okay. about Barney and Penny, you know, for the first episode, and Batman. Uh, so- we don't do
1: such big things.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm already regretting picking it up. Uh, Benjamin, anything else to
1: say about Fargo? No, nope. great film.
0: Yeah. Uh, and to everyone else out there, thank you so much for putting up with us. And...
1: Get your vaccines. <laughs> okay, bye.